Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for a global futures contract at low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures, they're higher, signaling more gains for equities heading into the eighth year of a bull run as investors await cues from central banks. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up about eight points. Dow E-mini futures up 69. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 15. The DAX in Germany is up 1.2%. 10-year Treasury down 13.30 seconds. The yield 1.87%. Yield on the two-year 0.89%. NYMEX crude oil up 2% or 73 cents to 37.23 a barrel. COMEX gold is down 1.2% or $15.50 to 12.47.30 an ounce. The euro, a dollar oh nine five zero. The N112.81. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Carabasco, thank you very much. Well, as Tom mentioned, the ECB meets tomorrow. Mario Draghi, um, a range of options. You heard Lena Komaleva saying a few moments ago that she thinks helicopter money may be the answer. Ben Emmons uh, from Leader Capital is going to have to trade whatever Mr. Draghi does. So let's bring him in and get the market's view of what's likely to happen and what the impact is going to be. Uh, uh, ben, what do you think uh, Mario Draghi does, uh, and would it be the same thing as something that will have an impact on the markets and uh, and help out the eurozone? Right. Good morning, Mike and Tom. Thanks, thanks again for having me. Um, well, I think if you look back at the history of what the ECB has done so far, then what there's there's two things to distinguish there. Right. One, the ECB is very good at, at signaling what the, what is going to do next, and markets are anticipating. And I did a little little quick study on that and saw like, yeah. The market rallies ahead of this potential announcement, but then the announcement itself is welcome, relatively muted. And you can see this you know, in interest rates and, and, and stock prices and currency, et cetera. If you look at, at the history change of that, the note I sent you shows that, shows that table. Um, so I think tomorrow you have, again, this sort of response where largely market expectations are set at that QE will expand and that they will introduce a negative deposit rate, and then they will look at the details of maybe there's, there's tweaks here and there, that may lead to, to surprise. But I think the background here is, Mike, is that Draghi has to always get some form of compromise among his ECB members for this next policy action. And that means that he is really good at signaling you know, a, a potential new action coming. And then as the market responds to that, he can then create this sort of environment, say, hey, look, it works, so therefore let's create this, you know, have a compromise about what we're going to do because there's going to be resistance by some ECB members of having much more QE and others who, who would argue for, for, for less QE, et cetera. Right? So there's, there's that element as well. So I think you, you're having a tomorrow an effect where interest rates are probably going to be relatively muted. Right. I think what I want to watch tomorrow really is how credit markets are going to respond. Exactly. To the, to the ECB action. Yep. You've got a nice workout on that. But what, what is so important to me, Ben Emmons, is if I look at the German two-year, it's essentially a global proxy of negative rates. It's a vector, and it's basically in one direction. Do you just presume with whatever the strategy is, whatever the orthodox, unorthodox soup that they do, that the German two-year will drive to a new negative yield below negative 0.60%? 
Yeah, I would agree with you, uh, Tom. That's that's right because one, that's driven by that deposit rate, and and then future expectations of more cuts in the deposit rate. That's that's in that two-year yield, and and indeed you could have a more extreme level of of this two-year yield. Because if you look at the history so far of what what actually has had the major impact from from the ECB's programs has been on that two-year yield in Germany. Right, that one has gone down really dramatically. Whereas the euro has been okay, change, right? that's the proxy. The German right. two-year yield to review, folks. It's it's been negative. Let me go back and give you roughly the date where it flipped negative. It flipped negative about almost positive. Call it November of 2014. Within a quick look, what does Mr. Draghi want the German two-year to do, or does he not care? Because that's what I'm hearing in a lot of interviews. I think he, he cares more about the broader impact of that program. If I re- read back his speech from, from April 2014 that he had in, in Amsterdam, uh, uh, where he laid out the framework, he basically laid out three points. He said, we're going to use forward guidance, then we're going to use credit easing with, with LTROs, and then we're going to use a broad-based asset purchase program to get our inflation more stable near 2%. That's kind of his framework thinking. Now, he's addressed all three components so I think he's not so so concerned about this really extreme negative yield in the two-year German government bond, rather that this this impact of his program along those three lines that he laid out in that speech. I think, though, that he is, he is concerned probably, and other ECB members too, about the constraints that the banking system is again facing, especially what we went through in, in January. So I, I would think that they would, you know, can always add more liquidity to the system, Moreover, if they want to look more specifically at, at the aspect of what happened in January, uh, we want to address that because they could drill the other aspects of our program, right? So, yeah, he, he will care about that negative rate, but he really cares about it in a broader context. If that negative rate leads to 2% inflation and broad-based lending, then, then it's fine by him, and that's ultimately still their objective. Right? But there aren't any signs that's happening right now. True, and, and I think that's, that's indeed what they would try. I, what I think they will try to address is that, that they have seen like, well, we had some success with, with a weaker currency and lower rates, but we haven't had much success with, with credit extension for that matter. Uh, the, the, for example, when they introduced what they call targeted LTROs, which is a, is a LTRO program that where banks can refinance collateral that's, that's, that's lent to non-financial corporations, uh, that they may look to expand them because that facility is only $18 billion outstanding. It's very small. They've never had any kind of success. They may look at alternatives to this, too, that, yeah, credit spreads are still relatively wide in Europe, including bank spreads, that they may make tweaks there. They can purchase corporate bonds. They can buy financial debt. They could do that or signal thereof, right? And I think, again, Draghi is really good about that, but signaling something like that coming coming down the pike to generate the effect and then get the compromise to actually implement a program like uh, like that. So I think all those things are, are in the works. I'm actually for tomorrow indeed really focused on how credit markets will respond to, to, to Draghi as he announces this new program because the QE program I think is largely priced. Okay. Ben Emmons, thank you so much, Leader Capital. As we brief you towards tomorrow and the Draghi press conference, we'll have that, all the details in the 8 o'clock hour. Tomorrow, futures up 7. From New York, Bloomberg Surveillance. Counting you down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.